Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Check out Corked, a four-part limited series from HeadGum Studios. Corked is a scripted, quote-unquote, true crime pod comedy podcast set in Napa Valley about a brash winemaker with a secret past, his missing girlfriend, and a jilted roughneck from Louisiana who pulls an investigative journalist into a mystery that quickly consumes his life and career. Think Comedy Bang Bang meets S-Town and Fargo. And guess what? I'm in it! Did you not know I was going to do it like that? Because I was like talking about it like it was real copy. Well, I'm in it. And so are a ton of other funny people that you would know and love. Anthony Geo, me, Whitmer Thomas, Mary Holland, Dan Klein, Betsy Sidaro, Lou Wilson, Allie Beardsley, Natalie Palmitas, and Josh Rubin. You won't want to miss it. Subscribe to Corked wherever you get podcasts. New episodes drop every Tuesday from August 16th to September 6th. Get on it. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuckboy, standing six foot two, 299 pounds, from the south shore of Nassau County, Long Island, it's Johnny G. All you gotta do is trust me, Jackson, Maine. Abortion is healthcare. Jackson, Maine, I agree with you there. Also joining me in the High Mighty Studios, my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabris. Arthur, give him a shout out. Arthur, in his old age, has gotten to be more and more firmly silent, not so nearly anymore. Also joining me in the High Mighty Studios, from No Man Days, which I've watched, and Flatbush Misdemeanors, which I refuse to watch, it's Alyssa Limperis! Hello! What's up? It's Alyssa Limperis coming to you live from the end of the computer! <laughs> this is great. I feel usually I'm the one sort of screaming the most, and you kind of are, like, already, it's it's no comment. Contest. Yeah. I think that's uh, the foundation of our new friendship. I think so. I think so. <laughs> like, hey, I thought I was crazy and obnoxious, and I meet this broad. You're like, hey, I thought I was a fucking nut bar, I'm and I an meet introvert. this galoot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a classy introvert. <laughs> Me, I'm a quiet intellectual now. <laughs> Uh, 
Alyssa, this is so fun. Uh, to, it's fu- so fun. Our dads so are dead. It's fucking dad- hysterical. It's so fucking funny. It's so funny. Huh? How huh. funny is that? How we funny both- is that? We both harnessed it for comedy. I we're uh, monetizing it as we speak. <laughs> yeah, thank God, it's the most my dad has ever done for me financially. Was pass away. Oh, as soon as yeah. I get access yeah. to his pension, when mom dies, I'll be fucking rolling in a couple oh, hundred we... bucks a month. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I don't think my da- yeah. Do you get a pension from being a sh- a sheet metal salesman? No, I'm not positive. I'm uh, not positive. <laughs> I'll let you know in a few years or whenever pension time is. I don't have anything like that, by the way. Like, I I know, like, do you, I've kind of just sort of neglected to to be like, I'm going to have a, like, once my dad died young, I was kind of like, I'm not going to put money in something I can't touch. I don't think that's the same as pension, but like, like, I, I don't really fuck with like a retirement fund in a way that's probably a problem. Yeah, no, I don't think that'll ever backfire. Um, but... <laughs> No, I, 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 uh, once, honestly, my dad dying is what made me start to think about like putting away for retirement. Oh, so and yours shit. was the opposite. Mine was sort of the opposite because I wanted to be like, everything about for me now is about not working when I'm older. It's like, I, oh. like my dad just like died working. And as a matter of oh. fact, he like refused to retire because he thought he would recover and go back to work. If he would have retired, no. we, w- we would have had access to his pension as no, a family. No, no, but no, 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 no. all my mom had to do, she had power of attorney. All she had to do was sign something and retire my dad, and we would have gotten his retirement fund. He's a union guy, so it was like put, right. put money into it his whole life. But because my mo- my dad wouldn't retire, because Stop. he also was incapacitated. He was meant, like, as, and we'll discuss yes, this yes, more. Yes. But brain cancer, you're not fully... And my mom couldn't do it. She couldn't bring herself to do it. And she like, it's like one of her big regrets to this day. It's like, I, oh, I would have just it's done just it. It's just so classic. Like, oh, I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to get him mad. I don't want to get him mad. I don't, yeah. And then that's all. He, feathers. Yeah. And then all my dad is thinking about is like, he's got brain cancer. Obviously his uh, mental capacity is diminished, but he's going like, as soon as I'm done with this shit, I got to get back and, and work. And it's like, <laughs> I don't want to be in that headspace either where I'm like, oh God, totally. I narrowly survived something. Time to go back to Clock work. In. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. See, mine is probably more my dad worked so much just like in a cubicle for so long. And he was such a vibrant guy who loved being outside. That, and then he died before he could retire. And like all he wanted to do was he was so looking excited because he was 59. So he was like about to get ready for that stage where he would like relax and enjoy. And then he right. just never did it. So I was like, well, fuck. Yeah. You got to get it in now. You got to yeah. like, you got to be like semi-retired now. Uh, and that's like- why we're actors in LA. <laughs> yeah. And oh, I totally enjoy my downtime when I don't have work for three days. I'm able to sit in it and enjoy I'm able it. to just casually enjoy without spiraling. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Not ab- like, oh, I should email. I should do something with my time. I got to write a joke. I got to write. Like, like, just blow your own fucking mind doing that shit. But I know weekends are hell. Same shit with my dad. I, I've said I've said this analogy like this fucking poem too many times, but he had a shelf full of books. Smart guy wouldn't read because he's too busy with work. But when yeah. I retire, Jody, I got to sit on the beach and I got to read all the books of this bookshelf. And it's like, well, he died seven years before retirement age pop. Uh, he re- died without reading the books or drinking the good wine right. on the wine rack. He's right. like, that's for when I retire. And it's like, nope. And now it's for your sons to guess at your funeral. I <laughs> like 
could have been for you, the wine drinker of the family. And, <laughs> and you would love to take the books, but of course you famously can't read. That's a big so, thing. You know, I, was, big... <laughs> I was like, dad, who gives a fuck about books, dude? Keep smoking cigs and drinking I lost alcohol. You. I reclined too, ba- too far oh, back yeah. and I lost you in my ears. You pulled earbuds. that shit out of your ears? Be also, before this started, I did a little bit where I pretended to close the laptop on Gabrus, and then I did close it, and I had to log back on. Which yeah. is <laughs> it was a fun moment where you were like, "Okay, the tough guy doing the classic, I'm out of here," and then it just was like, Alyssa oh, has shit. left the chat. I was like, "Oh, okay." okay. <laughs> Slight yeah. backfire, but yeah. uh, dip, dip, dip. we recently worked together on something which everyone will see soon when it gets to ca- the masses, the Cannes can Film Festival. Uh, but. <laughs> I think we would be I think we would be kicked out of cans just upon walking in. Hey guys, there are movies being played indoors here and they can hear you at the airport just having a conversation about the price of cold brew. And guys, it's 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 you're pronouncing it wrong. I you're pronouncing it wrong. You haven't yeah it's well, not how about yet. we return this can and get five cents? Am I right? Where's my <laughs> deposit? What the fuck, man? Hey, okay, guys, you should go. Who's okay. this, Francis Ford? What? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> the only thing I like is a Ford. Dress <laughs> That's hey, it. That I that, get. Yeah. That, I don't fucking care. Coppola Wines? Yeah. My dad <laughs> had a few of those. Uh, so... Both of our dads died from weirdly the same fucking thing. Yeah, we hadn't met. We were on this job. And then we that we just like it was the night your TV show came out. And then right. I think I just asked like, oh, because you, you mentioned that your dad died. In it. And I'm like, oh, my dad died too. What's your dad die of? And our dad started the same thing. Glioblastoma. Blastoma. Uh, <laughs> uh, and they, uh, the way I've learned about it is that it's like brain cancer, but worse. <laughs> Less... <laughs> Harder to fix is the <laughs> would, would be my guess based on the outcome. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Brain cancer, but worse. Yeah. Brain cancer. Hold on. Yeah. That's not it. Yeah. yeah no. It, oh, but can it be removed? It's like we can. Hell, we can. Absolutely. Try. Yeah. It'll come back immediately. Yeah, that's what happened to my dad. We got they said he, uh, he had got a lump or something where he got a big chunk of his brain taken out and it slowed him down quite a bit, but it gave him like another year of life. Like they told us, you know, three months after this and they, and we got like a, a nine months to a year of him uh, pretty much with it. But then Do you remember that moment, like when, like, were you, when did you find out both that he had it? And then when did you find out how many months it was or like how bad it was? I don't remember when I found out when he had it, but if I'm being honest, my mom is a breast cancer and uh, lymphatic cancer survivor. Mm. So my being told my dad had brain cancer, I was kind of like, fuck heavy drama, but in a couple of years, we'll be back to the grind. Like my mom. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And And you, and like, if you're from the Northeast, you feel like so many people, you know, have cancer. So many relatives have cancer. Like cancer is like all over Long Island. So you're just like, Oh yeah, that's. And then I like, you know, then it was like, you should come, you know, come home. See, Oh, okay, cool. And it's like, uh, and were you in LA at this point? No, I was still in New York at this time. Yeah. Um, and then I was in Brooklyn. So I was coming back a bunch. And then like, uh, my mom was like, the doctor said it's actually he needs to get this procedure. And like after we, we started to feel like it might be really bad, then he's going to, in to get like this brain. Ca- he's getting like chemo in his brain. You know, he's got right. like the radiation. He's got like a weird death hat. mask. Yeah, yeah, all, this, all this terrifying ass shit. My mom had it like in the basement. For, my like, mom too. I was like, it's Mom, still there. I'm like, get, get rid, rid of this. <laughs> it's, and my mom's like, I can't. I'm like, it's his it's, face. It's, it's like his face. It's fucking horrifying yes we have it too it's horrifying because it's like 
if you're picturing like a netted like like stocking, but yeah, it's hard. like a fencing mask <laughs> with the features of your father. It's like with features of your father that you know he wore to get like things blasted in his brain. Yeah, if you follow enough like behind the scenes of Hollywood Instagrams, like I do, you it looks <laughs> like they would put that on and like build the fucking prosthetic on top yes, of it. Yes, yes, yes. But it's and my mom just like had it on a random show. I'm like, mom, this is your. Trust me, you're not going to need this again. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> He's yeah. gone. We don't yeah. need, like, there's a lot of shit of his we can get rid of, but the one thing we should definitely get rid of is the get weird of, is fucking the- mask that from <laughs> when he was dying. Yeah. His death fucking mask. Twist yeah. it. Yeah. Twist least, it. That's so, yeah. Yeah. But w- when we were at, I remember we were going to the doctor for him to go into the procedure, and then the doctor's like, I'd like to talk to the entire family. Ooh. And like, my, and my mom is a nurse, so we were like, oh. Usually it's mom who talks to the doctors and like everything about it. Like she's the knowledge, but like me and both of my brothers are like, uh, well, my youngest brother's at college uh, and me and my other uh. brother are like, okay, we'll go sit down. And then we just, uh, and have this, like, it's not, there's no, it's not a matter of if it's when is like what we were told. Do you, uh, do you remember? Like, I think that that's probably the, that's like the worst moment of all of it, I think. Cause like, you're just watching your dad get this, like, it's off. It's like, cause it's not even, it's, there's something just about like, oh, you're getting the worst news and you're like watching your dad get it. And oh, it's just brutal. And it was like, it was so weird because it was like, and I'm, I'm assuming based, uh, like just, uh, similar your dad was a very positive guy but my yes. my dad wasn't necessarily a positive guy but he was just like fucking blue collared fucking yes. a- alcohol fixes everything like you know just weird lifts weights guy like just and yes. like watching him be like weak and totally. like in like un- incapable of stuff and easily confused and shit was like he was like so lightning fast and sarcastic yep. and arguably Same. mean, awful person. Uh, <laughs> uh, not put, putting that on your dad, but uh, so like. But that's and, a complicated twist too. I mean, that that's that's got to be complicated too to have that element. Yeah, and then it's like gone, and he's sort of like now like this guy who's been in our fucking grills about how to live our lives our whole way is like we're like wiping his ass and shit now, and it's like right. It just got like it got, and another big regret. I don't know. Um, we did ho- in-home hospice for too long and like for for like and I so they have, lived like, with you they like the hospice uh, people would come but my dad was just like in a hospital bed in the living room and like yeah, I didn't, yeah, I, yeah. and I would like come home to visit and I'd be like and now like my dad my mom's living room of the house is still like where I think no it's know, our moms are it's so it's gotta be east coast and like cause that's the same with us it was like no my, nope dad's gonna stay here so he stayed the whole time in the house that yeah my mom ended up still living in that we would have to go home to and it was like yeah we, we Oh, it's yeah. I I'd be like howling yeah. at night and shit, like moaning and be like, mom, we have to move him. Like, this is not good for I you used, to be sleeping here. I know. I mean, I used to sleep like in the on the ground floor next to the bed on the couch because, yeah, he would scream in the middle of the night. And then that would mean like some he was going to either fall off the bed or needed to get out of bed. And for a while, I just like couldn't sleep, obviously, because I right. was like there was I was just kept. Yeah. Hearing, yeah, it was like, yeah, I mean, we sh- we shouldn't have done that. <laughs> no, and like, I still associate that. And then we eventually had to move him into hospice care anyway for like the last couple of weeks because it was like too, like too much. Yeah. Um, and it was just like one of those things where like, I, I mean, this is 
you know, I'm I'm I'm, the, I'm speaking for myself here, but like it, towards the end, you're like, why aren't we allowed to like euthanize a loved one? <laughs> like like we could put a dog to sleep. Like I, it's crazy, and I and it's in the moment, it's I, I feel no, but, crazy but that end I thought, of life is it it's cruel. It's because it's not what you see in movies. It's not no. calm and beautiful like, and uh, smooth. It's uh, and, yeah, and then it's not the last breath. It's like what you just sounded like, but for like seven days, and every yes. minute you're just like. That's gotta That's be the, the last one. one. Yeah, That's the- yeah. Oh. Oh. Uh, it's brutal. And then this is where, like, uh, my wife's dad, crazy, uh, tough, hardcore, blue collar, died of prostate cancer. No. Uh, 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 but like uh, f- five years ago, six years ago, uh, which was like five or six years ago after my dad. So I had gone through it already. And she's one of three. She has two younger brothers who are the same Ooh. age as my brothers. Weird. And. I'm just there and I'm reliving yep. all of my trauma. Yep. But now sort of like, and this is like, I don't mean to diminish anyone's trauma, but now it's like I'm playing a video game I've played before. Yes. And I'm like, oh, wait, hold on. Guys, look. And then I'm like, I know what's coming for everyone. And I'm like, right. no, dudes, be ready at this funeral. People that do not, you do not know are going to eat up your fucking time, touch your face. You're going to have so much makeup on the shoulder of your suit jacket from random women crying in your arm going, he was such a good man. And you're going to go, I don't know who you are. Don't (laughs) even fully agree with the sentiment. (laughs) It's like, okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, he's probably really cool at work, babe. Like, uh, Yeah, it's so true. And also they're putting so much, like, we watched our dads like slowly die. So it was very clear to us. Like by the end, it was like, yeah, of course my dad died because I just saw the way he looked for the past few right. months. But these people, maybe they haven't seen him in like three years. So they're just, there was so much like, I can't believe it. It's like, you end up doing all the work for people yeah. coming to a funeral. It's not really for you. They're like, how did this happen? And you're like, I- I'm sorry for you. Right. And then like, how do you articulate to these people who you're like, actually his death comes with relief after the last right. six months of what he was going through. It has to be. And, and the people are like, Oh, it's so sad. I'm like, yeah, no, it's brutal. But it's like that he's in a better play. Oh, I know I didn't cry at the funeral. I didn't cry at the way. And then my mom was, you know, obviously I'm sure your mom too was such a mess that it just became like, Okay. Nope. Yeah. This is like where. Yeah. Yeah. It's like nope. I guess I'm in charge. I mean, yeah. Like yeah. I like I gave the eulogy and like I was not ready for that shit. It's like Jonathan, you're the comedian. You're the good. You're the good talker. It's like okay. This isn't a best man speech for like for a college buddy. Yeah. I know. You know, my father got so fucked up one Christmas. You know, like I like you know what I'm talking about, Uncle Richie. Anyway, anyway, I'm the only one in the family that's openly an atheist and now i'm giving a fucking speech at the at a church and i and uh, th- like and you just feel like the um, going to funerals is i go to a funeral now for someone else and i am like my goal is to leave the smallest footprint is just to yes, be like if they see me i just give them a nod like i got you talk to me if you want i will not to monopolize your time i will not do yes. <laughs> i am like because i people you have to remember that when you're talking to the bride of the fucking, you know, the wife of the Phew. dead man in the coffin, it's like she's got a lot of shit going on. She's got fucking tax documents out the fucking yes. ass. She's got, she's dealing with financials. Is she going to be able to stay in the home? Like, yes, you don't yes. need to hold her arm and scream. Like, Although with my mom, it's like Italians and I'm assuming Greeks are similar yes. in this way. But it's like there's a little bit of 
martyrdom that gives them power. Like I, I felt <laughs> like my mom, my mom kind of harnessed my dad's death for like, you know, like morose power, like not wielding it over other people, but just so that she could be like, Ah, you know, like I just want to <laughs> yes, be like yes. Italian Catholic drama. I just wanted to be yes, like, yes, yes. The the difficult. It's like yeah, it sucks for us too, mom. Like right, you know, you're, like right. you're not that getting was... mad at your mom where you're like, totally. okay, you're, but you are a mom. Like, <laughs> right, no, like but that, but that was interesting too. Where it's like, oh the, yeah, but that that kind of became yeah. I was like, it was a very neutralizing thing. Where it's like, oh no, okay, now we're all humans. Dad's a human because he died. You're human because you're great. It was just like, nope, now we're all just equal players. Now we're all equally dealing with it. Yeah, dealing also, with something and yeah. As a matter of fact, I, I, I used to talk about it. I used to say like one, one of the hardest things about my dad's death that I didn't realize is that I didn't realize how much interference he was running yep. on my mom or like yes. how much of my mom's anxiety he was just like handling. So uh, true. And now it's just like unleashed on the world. And so my mom is like unchecked by like her lifelong codependency partner that my mom, <laughs> totally. she's been with him since she was like 16 or 17. She well, doesn't know fucking how to do anything that he's not. And then all, and my mom was always wildly socially independent. And so I yes, was always same. like, well, at least she has that. At least, she, but you didn't realize how little shit it she, comes like, with a package. It's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that generation, that I don't know thing. about your dad, but like that, the older, my dad was like, he did everything in the house. Like, hey, no, no, no. I don't, I'll fucking do the yard. I'll fucking, <laughs> you know, I built, he like rebuilt everything and like, you know, fixed everything himself. And it was just kind of like, and now my mom lives like the fall of the house of Usher. You know, it's like without your father here, it's like, well, mom, hire Get someone. Task yeah. exactly, exactly. You got to hire someone to come in here and fix the roof. But without your right. father, he knew how to talk to the roof guy. And it's like, mom. I don't know what to tell you. It's that or move out. I can't move out. Your father built a... Okay, then if you're staying, you got to fix right. it. Right, that, that's I, it. That's it. That's it. I'm not it. coming to like, yes, that's my mother's body underneath the pile of lumber. Like, I'm not coming to ID you because you right. got, you fucking fell in on a collapsed house. Like, and like, now, so now there's this like, the whole family dynamic shifts too, which that is like That was it. Power. The whole family dynamic shifts. You for, Like, I just remember being like, oh my God. He died like he's at peace. Like finally, he's free from this body. He's at peace, and then it was just like, oh my god! Now <laughs> my mom. It was like I am not like, free from anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> holy, holy shit! Dying seems fucking smooth yeah, at this yeah. point. That, 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 hang tight, hang tight. Yeah, same room, same seat. Yeah, yeah. You forget. I totally didn't. And then yeah, I was so like lost. It was just a mess. It was a, it really was. It felt like a huge mess. Yeah. And how how old were you when this went down? I was 24 and then 25 when yeah. he died. So 24 diagnosed 25 when he died. But I was really which I talk about a lot, but I was just really dependent on them still. I wasn't like a 20 uh, there are some 24-year-olds who like have kids. I was not that. I was right. like a very young 24, so I was still very reliant on them. I was like a 24-year-old who I I had like purposefully like escaped my parents even though i lived right, 50 right. minutes away so i i i didn't have that dynamic with him but like what happened was because i lived how old in were Brooklyn, you i was like uh 29 or 30 it was like right okay. uh, uh actually no because we turned i was 29 or 28 because it was it was before i got married that was the thing that i remember really okay. breaking my heart we were like engaged and my dad Ugh. died in like june or june and we got married in that october and I, that was like yeah that's what you don't realize about like once you're able to handle 
you're like you manage the the news of the death, you deal with all that. Then you have like that first family function where you're like, Ooh. oh, you feel the miss, you feel you the gap, feel it. you think you've like, oh yeah, I'm used to having a dead dad. Then you have Christmas or whatever the big thing is at your house, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, who's gonna cook? Dude, yeah, <laughs> like oh fuck, and then it's like. Oh shit, now this is what they're all gonna be like. That was it because you know, I think it was like day to day, you could kind of get used to like, well, I would be in New York and I wouldn't be talking to my dad. So it's it's almost like not that different day to day, but the holidays or the big life events, you're like, oh no, I don't even that's when it would hit big time. It's like, oh fuck, I forgot that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. He's not going to be here, here for this He's, or yeah. anything. And then like that's that's how it trickled in for me, would be like a few like, you know, once you're like not actively thinking about the fact that they have passed like you're like whatever the word is you've moved on it's just not on your daily mind and then something will happen where you're like fuck this is actually (laughs) what i would call my dad about like this is like and whether it's like for me it was like i'm moving and you know like like these things where I'd be like, oh my I got God. him help. I need, he needs to do the roof. <laughs> he needs to, well, t- to be honest, one of the biggest moments in my life is when I landed in LA and I had to get a car and I had never done that. And I was like, the guy you call for this shit totally. is your father, is your totally. own dad. And I just did not have it. And I was like, fuck, this feels crazy. And that was like, totally. that, that was like, a few years after he had, you know, like a couple of years after he had passed and and it just like hit me and I was like, shit. And then I just like thinking like my dad was the one who like understood my career. He wasn't like, neither of my parents have been fully supportive or understanding or communicative, but my dad like got comedy and like could understand like, you yeah. know, he like, and he worked, he, he was a stagehand. Uh, uh, so he worked oh, uh, in, in entertainment slightly, like cool. he worked for the news. But cool. he would get, he would be like, well, that's good because then you meet a director or something. And I'd be like, oh. right. Just like that. And like, just having, and then I lost that. You know what I mean? That. Like, I lost the, my, and, and because I was the Brooklyn, and I'm the oldest son, but I'm like the Brooklyn son. I'm like pretty much the black sheep of the family because I'm like yeah. an artist. But yeah. my, my younger brother is sort of more alpha and he's like a principal and uh, like a teacher and a principal. So he kind of like replaced my dad. And yeah. then my youngest brother was a college senior when it all, like he like. Which is just like, ooh. My dad died like one month after he got home from school. And so like he wasn't. Which is already the toughest time. Like leaving college is such a weird, scary time. So the first time you have to be an adult and figure shit out and then to not have a parent. Uh, Yeah. And like and he wasn't there for like the he feels like he didn't get the six to nine months that we were all there with. Because because my mom was like my mom's like he has to finish school. Like if I. Yeah. Which is like I get in like at the time, you know, who knows what the fuck to do. My brother ended up. Like, because of this, like my brother sort of, I, I describe it as like, he's kind of on a reset. Like, like he, yeah. he went through some uh, tough times after that and then got his like, life, got his life together, figured it all out. But like, he's what, 32 now he's like, but he's like, he turned 15 when my dad died. It feels like, and now he's like yeah. back to being a kind of a, an adult, just such a, it affects so much more than you expected to, too. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. Because even when you're saying this thing about the car, I'm like, that's the same. I used to rely on my dad for everything. And like, I was proofreading shit. And like, how do I negotiate? And how do I like interview? And just like, I would check every, I felt. So it is 
funny. It's like you really grow up. Like I do feel now very like when the pandemic hit, I was just like, yeah, like, let's do it. I like knew exactly what to do. And I like got our house together. And I was like, I just feel very like in a way people are like, do you feel your dad? Or I'm like, I feel like I've become my dad. It's just like all the things he I would have turned to him for. Now I just kind of do on my own, which is like. Well, yeah, that's like he's up. a part of you now. Yeah, he's in a part of way. you now. Yeah. Yeah. In, in your action, you 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 like share this generational yeah. bond with him, where it's like, well, I got, I technically got this from you, Pop, in a right. weird, roundabout, complicated way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 But it is. It does affect everything in a way that you like don't even think. And I didn't even. I my mom was like, is moving out of the house that. I grew up in and, you know, that he died in and everything. We're trying so hard to get my mom yeah. to do that. And okay. she's just I think dragging that that would be good. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. It ha- it was hard. Yeah. It's so fucking hard. And she's moving so slow about it. It's yes. like very, yeah, yeah. Because I do think that's the final frontier because then you're like, you're really starting over because you're like, so I get why it's scary, but also necessary. Yeah, and she's like, you know, this is all me and your father ever wanted was this house. And we mm. got it and we did all the things he wanted to do to the house. Like he my dad built the deck. My dad built oh. this. Like like so it's like all this stuff that's like my mom's like, your father's, you know, blood and sweat is in this house. And it's like it's a it's a and face five in bed- the basement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a fucking head <laughs> is in the basement. Uh it's five it's five bedrooms, Joanne. You live here alone. Alone. Yeah. In the suburbs. That's like my mom. It's like, and it's like everyone around you is has a, it's not like a city. It's like, if you're living in a suburb, you have a family or you're right, there's not right. a lot of people. So it's like, you yeah. got to get out of here. Yeah. And uh, how do you have siblings? No, but, uh, but I do have a brother, but when I went home to like clean up some stuff or go through my room, I was like reading stuff from when I, from when my dad was sick, like journals or whatever from when I was home. And I, I was like, Oh, I didn't even realize how much I like, Oh, it was really weird. It was like, Oh, this is like a little kid. It was just so like, damn, this thing really changed me on like a fucking like, yeah, yeah. where you, you, it happens slowly and fast. It's like, oh, that's a different person entirely. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's, I you said it a little bit before and we're saying kind of saying it here. I I, I remember people be like, uh, you, you know, you're not a, the you're not a man until blank. And then some people believe like you're not a man or a grown up. We'll say uh, yeah. you're not an adult until you've had a kid. And right. I'll go as far to say is you're not a grown up until your pa- a parent has died. Totally, totally. Because it's just yeah, yeah. And it's all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, I have lost that one. And like, I know there are people out there whose both of their parents are dead. And yep. Jesus Christ, that's got to be heavy too. But like. There, you lose like a whole layer of protection and help that you were totally. and you're like, oh, fuck. And people lose their parents younger. And that's yep. got to be even harder. Like, I can't quantify difficulty, obviously. But there's there's an element where all of a sudden you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Not yep. only is my dad gone, but that is a harsh reminder that I, too, am going to. I'm next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. next. That there's no one else. Right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and you just harden up a little. You hard like yeah, yeah. You're just like, oh shit, I have to. Yeah, there's. Ooh, hardening yeah. up a little. Uh, tell me this: for like a couple of years after, did you have no patience for your friends whose grandparents were dying? <laughs> that's well, some, that's something I learned was that when someone's like, my grandma's dying, I'm like, oh fuck, that's brutal. She's 89. That's pretty fucking sick, actually. Okay, like, I, I, yeah, I, I, and I, that, that's not the, I know that's, in, that's a wrong way to believe, but that's where my brain was for so long. It's like, oh, you fucking grandparents are supposed to die. No, <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> no, I was always very like, yeah, I just became very, uh, it was more that like 
friends with issue like issues in like their relationship or something. I was like, I, I don't have time for that. I was, right. like, I was like, oh, I wish I had or it was just like it was more for me issues that people had with like being 25 or like whatever. Like Right, sort of, right. Those are annoying. Like, it's like, oh, shut I wish, up. Shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. oh, okay. it was jealousy. It was like, oh, I wish that I could be just, it was like, oh, I miss just dealing with these trivial things and then going home to my parents and being like, oh, I'm home. Let's eat. Right. And yeah. it was like, well, no, uh, yeah. Arguably, like the, you learn that the trivial shit doesn't matter. You are still dealing with the trivial right. shit that your friends are talking to you about, but you're just not on your mind because you're like, my mom's alone, my fucking thing. So what am I supposed right. to do? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, so it's like that's something we're dealing with. Yeah, but it's just it's a uh, yeah, yeah. It's the least of our concerns. All yeah. On top of that, we're dealing with yeah. Athletic greens, baby. I started taking athletic greens because. I wanted to get my vitamins in the morning in water form, but though today I had them in the afternoon as part of my protein shake. I threw a scoop of athletic greens in with some of my other stuff post swim, give it, get the supplements that I need, the adaptogens, the vitamins, the minerals, the whole food sourced, superfoods, probiotics, and I, and 75 high quality versions of that. God dang, that's pretty wild. Look for me, it's a very easy buy-in healthy behavior that I could just bang down a glass in the morning and it'll just, uh, you know, do it. And look, I enjoy the taste. I enjoy the fact that it helps me get an extra 16 ounces of water in to kick off my day. And now my body is ready to go. And I don't have to, I, you know, I get nauseous from a bunch of pills in the morning. So it it's worth it. It supports better sleep quality and recovery. Uh, you know, everyone takes a multivitamin and this is just one with high quality ingredients that your body can actually like, you know, it's easier to absorb. Costs less than three bucks a day. It's cheaper than getting all the supplements yourself. And uh, your subscription will come with a year's supply of vitamin D in tincture form, which is important to add in these winter months when we don't get as much sunlight. That doesn't work as much in August, but winter is around the corner. Um do yourself a favor. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash mighty. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash mighty, A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C-G-R-E-E-N-S dot com slash M-I-G-H-T-Y. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Oh, man. I got myself a backbone for playing uh, iPhone games and it does so much more, but I got it for playing iPhone games. And I got to tell you, playing Diablo online on my phone in a hotel room <laughs> while traveling for work is a dream. You can explore thousands of worlds, Spider-Man, Madden, the Grand Theft Auto. If you don't own a console, you can stream games. You can play, play uh, phone specific games right on it. So trust me, it's very fun. It makes gaming more comfortable uh, and it works and you can charge. I And I didn't even know this for the first. You can charge your phone while using it. It, it really is enjoyable. Go to playbackbone.com slash mighty now to order your backbone for a limited time and get free access to over 350 console games and perks. Backbone is now the official partner of Diablo Immortal, the game I cannot stop playing. Not only is the game specifically optimized for backbone, but you also receive $10 of in-game perks. Find your next adventure at playbackbone.com slash mighty.
do you find uh, ever like I, I I was I'm more similar to my mother, but I do have a lot of my uh, father. I look like my mother, but I have a lot of, of my father's tendencies. And every once in a while, I find myself like channeling him in a way that is weirdly infuriating. Like I like I I feel like I've said out loud like. Okay, I miss you, but I don't. I don't need to be like you. Like, like I like, like, I was like <laughs> not that much, Dad. Yeah, 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 he's up. And I find sometimes my wife does stuff. She's more similar to my dad than I am because she's kind of like type A. Like it's got to be yeah. like that. And so, like every once in a while, she's doing something, and I'll look at her, and she'll be like, "What?" And I'll be like. I this is you I know you you piece of shit you're like <laughs> busting like my, my balls <laughs> you've been dead for fucking 12 years and you're like I know how this will drive them nuts Johnny <laughs> you're like no <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally um oh my uh, interesting yeah no I would say uh, sometimes no I I feel like my dad and I were pretty similar. Which, to begin with, yeah. To begin with, which made us butt heads a lot, but we're just, we're very similar. Like, yeah. I feel like my mom and I are, are have similarities, but are very different. Whereas, like, yeah. my dad and I, I I bet if he were alive and I would tell, like, I bet we had very similar, just everything, habits, mental health. Like, I think yeah. our, our shit was the same. Interesting. Yeah. That's cool. That, that yeah. See, yeah, and, like, that's what I thought about watching your special, too, was, like, uh, how similar our stories were, but also how different just based on right. the dynamics of your father daughter relationship and my totally. dynamics of my father. My dad was like, you know, like a kind of cold, like uh, workaholic. I come home and jam parenting into a few hours, but he was right. like a loving person, but like he didn't know how to show it. And that was, was like, how he showed it almost yeah, was like yeah. providing for your family yeah. and being and working and getting that house and that porch. That was probably how he knew how to love and show. Right. His love. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, it, like, it's time for that to change as uh, for society reasons. But at the same time, it's like him, like I watching your special uh, watching no bad days. I was like, Oh man. Yeah. Like I felt I felt like for you, I was like, oh man, that would be even harder if like you, we were buds. Like, you know? <laughs> and, 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 and he was buds with my other brothers, you know what I mean? Like, and it was yeah. harder for them and it is harder for them. And it, yeah. my, and it feels like the, the dynamics have changed. The one cool thing is cause we are three boys yeah. and my mom. The dynamic is when all four of us are together, it's like my mom has three annoying husbands. <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? And it's like, we're sort of like, Jesus Christ, mom, knock it. Like all just kind of like channeling my dad, but from like totally. a three headed serpent kind of way. And totally. so, so like there is this, like we have like all risen and like helped fill right. those spaces, but it's still, it's still like a strange, like we, we still every once in a while, like we'll just be sitting around being like, make a joke about dad and, and it, be laughing and then just start thinking like, fuck, it's like so frequently you just find yourself going, it's fucking crazy. He's not here right now. It's crazy. Well, I think that that is what also has been like that, like th that maybe is like when life looks so like. I remember the first few years just feeling like this is crazy. All it was a trippy because it was like everything about my life is the same as when he was alive and he's gone. Like I remember seeing like mustard in the fridge and be like, this mustard was here when he was alive. And that was so trippy of like this mustard was like, which it's probably a bad condiment because that one lasts like seven years or something. But but, <laughs> but I know I, I know what you're like eggplant, whatever it is. It's like, yeah. Well, whatever, because that 
mustard is from when you were the Alyssa whose dad wasn't dead. Was exactly, and, and that's you're not sick, that yeah. person anymore. Even though f- five days have passed, and, yes, and whatever it is, you are not the same person once they have passed. But that mustard's the same, and the house is the same, and people next door to us are the same. That was when it when I got tripped out. Whereas it's almost like in a weird way now, I don't like. It's not weird that he's dead right now because none of this, like, I feel so he different. He wouldn't from, be here. Right. He wouldn't be here. It's so, it's like, no, of course he's not here. He, I don't even, uh, and that's why I think, like, obviously it's hard to let go of things like a house because it's like, that, that's the last place he lived and breathed. And then you lose that and you're like, oh yeah, he's literally just in our memories. And that's yeah. a, that is, that, that's trippy. That's weird. I know. My mom has like all his clothes in the closet. She's like, I want you Same. boys to take it. I'm like, dad was six foot five and 60 pounds lighter than me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't wear any of his shit. And my brother, like, sick, like my dad was a goofy giant. Like, we can't wear his clothes, mom. Donate them. Donate them. No, them- no. Nah. I have a teddy bear made out of my dad's dress shirt. I have a blanket made out of my dad's t-shirts. My mom has has used all of his clothes and, and made, because it's the same thing. She's not, she's like, no, we're not getting rid of these. These dress slacks? No. <laughs> these, these, yeah. I have like four of my dad's tank tops, uh, including nice. a Fleetwood Mac cutoff uh, crop top that we would wear all the time. Your dad liked Fleetwood Mac? Yeah, my dad, my dad was, uh, he was a real classic rock and roll kind of guy. Okay, and like, got it, got it. And he was in love with Stevie Nicks. Like he who loved could, like, who yeah, wasn't? Who yeah, wasn't, of course. Exactly. Uh what my dad when he was uh younger, when he was in his early twenties before he got married, my mom, he had like waist length pin straight hair, uh like the Almond brothers and like a beard. Ah! He, and he like he was real and my my grandpa, my mom's dad, classic like Italian Jimmy Valentino said, if you want to marry my daughter you got to cut your fucking hair, get a <laughs> GED, and I'll get you a job in the union. Then you can marry my daughter. And my dad was like, all right, fine, and did all that. Like, got That's his GED. So, <laughs> that all is to marry so my mom. classic. Yeah. Okay, so my situation was, yeah, my, mom, my dad was like a uh, runner, hippie, sort of like ate tofu, vegetarian, like went to IU and whatever. It was just like, yeah, met my mom at a Greek church dance went to dinner at her parents house he said that he was a vegetarian and then they were like if you if you want to marry my daughter you're gonna eat meat and he ate meat that's our awesome. dads our dads just like all Throwing right away. yeah all right yeah i mean right. it's really funny to like like that's that feels like my big fat greek wedding it's like right no meats and like get out yeah, you know? and my dad was greek too but yeah it was just like Nah, yeah, you're going to have to change that. And he's like, all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my dad was like, I guess like, okay, so you don't want your daughter to marry a boat valet slash car <laughs> detailer? Okay, fine. <laughs> Which is what my dad's jobs were originally when I, uh, and then I, I they, boat they, valet. Yeah. That crazy. is a hard job. That's the hardest part of boats is parking. parking so them, you know yep. what? That's, yeah. yeah, that's a, that's, that's a tough job. That was one of his, uh, one of his favorite stories to tell. He's like, that they would these millionaires would come into Freeport to the nautical it's so mile. close to Trump. I'm sorry, it's so close to Trump. His voice and my dad, my towards the end of his life, my dad always had Jade. He always had like a nasally voice, but then towards yes. the end, like he was just sounded so much. And then when Trump, that's the only reason I can't do voices or impressions, but when I can do Trump because it's just huh, added to the to my dad's <laughs> to <your> impression. Dad. <laughs> yeah, like Jade. 
you know, like, and that's the combination. <laughs> but for my, like, he would, you know, uh, he, he would just be, wait, what was I talking about? I don't even remember. It doesn't matter. Um, 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 boats, people at the boat oh, yard. Oh, yeah. Uh, this guy would, billionaire would come in on his boat, Johnny. He didn't have shoes. They needed shoes to get the restaurant. He offered me $100 to borrow my shoes. And I took it. And I was barefoot. He didn't give it back. I was barefoot for the rest of my shift. I was like, <laughs> cool. <laughs> As a boat valet, also, I don't think anyone cares. <laughs> one, I don't think anyone cares, too. He's a billionaire. You you could have shook him down for a little bit more than 100. Yeah, get a couple yeah. hundred. Yeah, come on, Dad. Yeah. Come on, Pop. Billion. What are you fucking come doing here? 100. Come on. Wow. Now, this yeah. is a weird, it's a weird question because the, mm. the hour special is about him. But like, that's. Th- those are the like weird, dumb things where I feel like I wish my dad was alive to watch my TV show. You totally. know what I mean? Because like I would just love to be like, see, I like I know I've been trying to do this shit since I was in my early twenties, yeah. and now but now it's happening. Check it out. Like told, I know. I half told you, half like I you know I know he would be proud, but half also like see, see, I, you know, <laughs> I didn't have to do any fuck. You know, I did the right cho- uh, choice, right? But like it would be weird. Like imagine like. You get to show your dad, like, oh, let me see your comedy special. You're like, let's not watch this one. It's gonna, yeah, you're not gonna want to be reminded about all let's that. Let's watch Flatbush. Let's watch Flatbush. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm with Gabriel, so I'm never watching it. <laughs> For the record, it's an inside it's a joke. It's yes, a bit. I intend to watch Flatbush Misdemeanors. You, the listener of this podcast, should be watching should, Flatbush yes. Misdemeanors. Because the project for- that we worked on was with the Brandon Dermer, who directed episodes one through three so of guys- Flatbush Misdemeanors with Chloe Pacella, who who was the EP. So it's it's a whole team effort. And so yeah, and so, avoid uh, yeah. the whole gang. Yeah, we got to know. We got to know a little. I got to know a little bit about the show, and then the runner became how I was actively pursuing not watching it over <laughs> the the three days that we were working together. The three day runner. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that's the. Yeah, I mean, but to be yeah. Well, anyway, it was a yeah. It was a quick. We we we. It was we went from not knowing each other to <laughs> <laughs> simulating <laughs> sex while talking about our dead dads. Yep. <laughs> copy that in a matter of 24 hours yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, and um, then also all the shooting like all the stuff we were shooting like that stuff was just <laughs> right right right, right. simulated sex stuff <laughs> 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 that was to just a bit at the bar that was killing <laughs> oh man <laughs> just a natural heightening really uh yeah <laughs> um do you did you find but, any life changes uh or like phil- phil- philosophical changes or or like I I I grasped I grasped with read the book like I stopped yeah. I was putting all this stuff off for like once my career is in order I should get scoop then I can get scuba certified it's like once I have everything squared away then I could take martial arts classes like I've always wanted to yeah and then all of a sudden I was like wait what the fuck I'm never gonna be happy with my career I'm never gonna totally be- oh who no what if I never succeed do I just never get scuba get certified scuba- then? Right, do I never put the fins on and, <laughs> yeah. and see the coral reefs and, and who, who am I proving a point to with that like right. what am I yeah so I, so I just started making these choices to just like do the thing read the book take it off the shelf and fucking read well, it. Well, you know what's cool? I haven't known you that long, but you're real. That to me, like from even the time I saw you, you were like, there were so many people you knew that like had remembered you that you hadn't seen in years. And I really feel like you've done that. That's like when I, I, I know you only recently and I would be like, oh yeah, you seem like someone who really grabs life by the by the horns or whatever the phrase is. So that's Balls, cool. Because that's really, horns, yeah. That's really, that's cool that that's what your change was because I see it. That's That's definitely very evident. Um, yeah, oh, and thank you. in your show, which is cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I've I've just like I just couldn't, and like and yeah, and 
the co-host of my show, Adam Pally, his mom died young before oh. my dad even died. So like both and uh, both of us have that like bug yeah. in us now. And, and in that, like all the stuff I know my dad wanted to do, like, cause that's the other thing that's yeah. a bummer is yes. like you often know when someone close to you passes, you know what they, their aspirations and what they and didn't get when, to do and yeah. yeah, what they didn't get to do. And that that's heartbreaking. That's like that heartbreaking. Yeah. Well, and, that, and for me, my dad's thing was time. He just wanted more time. And what my show is all about, obviously, is just like how how positive he was and optimistic he was in that really that's that was my mentality. I was definitely a darker person who was waiting for life to happen to me and was just like, I think I thought I had 100 lives. I just don't think I was like thinking of life. I thought it, I was like treating life as like a dry run. And I wasn't, I, and then my dad died and I was like, this is it. This is the, this is it. This is the life. So, right. yeah. So then I just started going and like, yeah, going yeah. to what I wanted. And like every year I'm close, like I'm like 16 years away from the year that my yeah. dad died. Like, yeah. so what if I only have 16, 16. years left? What do I want to yeah. do in with the rest of 2022? If it's one of my And then you can 16- make that even smaller. You go, what, okay, what if I only get 16 years? Okay, what if I, what if that's only six? What if that's six days? And then you, it becomes day. And then, so that's really what I try to do is like, okay, if this were my last day, did I do did I, was I good today? Did I, did I do something that was that, did I eat something that tasted good? Did I, did I win enough rounds of Mario Kart to feel like I, it yeah, wasn't yeah. an absolute day burnt? Dude, I, 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 I think about that too, where I'm like, I, I'm saying yes to things where I'm like, yeah. uh, I don't really know if I have the money or the time to yeah. do that. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? Like, uh, me and my wife, again, her dad died young too. We're just yeah. constantly saying, what we say a lot is, well, what the fuck is money for then? Yes. Yes, totally. Like, totally. we're just like, we're like, well, let's just go away. Like, what if we don't live to be 50 and we're like, we should have went on. Also, my wife and I have been together since we were 20. Like, we we were friends in college. Right. We started hooking up in college. That's that's how long we've been together is that it was called hooking up when we <laughs> got together. It wasn't dating. Uh, uh, we were so young. But we were both going to travel abroad to Australia together before we started dating. And uh, she didn't have the money. Her family didn't have the money. My family didn't really either, but I was going to maybe be able to swing it. But I was like, we're falling for her. And so we didn't do it. And that's like, we talk about that a lot of like, what the fuck? Why were we 20 and worried about our parents' money? You know what but I that's mean? So like, real. That's so real. That's from and, them. And, and that's like them doing But like right. that's now we're broken. Now we're 40, childless. My wife's a floral designer. I'm a podcaster. And we're like, <laughs> we should live in Barcelona for three months. And I, yes, right. that's yes. perfect. <laughs> no, totally, totally. But yeah, that's how it was too. It was like I, yeah, I was and yeah, money is. Yeah, you you inherit. It's like whatever your parents thought of money, you think of money. So if it's right. like, as- and if it's a major problem and a barrier to any enjoyment in life, then it's then yeah. I my family was the kind of family that like you knew how much everything like everything was like six hundred dollars for fucking three nights at the exactly. sesame place, and you're and not like- even fucking happy on the drive yes. home, and yeah. you're like sorry, sorry, and then you're like well aware of how much a lacrosse stick is. Co- I'm not totally. paying ninety five dollars so that you can go for- run around <laughs> with your fucking friends. It's like. No, <laughs> I, I, I want to play. And like, yeah. So I, I inherited that and I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to fight that. Luckily my wife is like 
absolutely bananas bad with money. So it's kind of like <laughs> okay, eye, it's kind of like eye opening of like, well, we're still alive and we're just blowing money on things we like. So let's keep it up. Okay, so keep, yeah, yeah. And that's like what like that's all you can really take from something like this is like, you know, like I can live by my dad's positive teachings and I I try to, you know, I listen to a lot of his like classic adages. I bring that shit into into my life. But other than that, it's like they my dad was the generation of like, I got to put you through college. You live a good life, set you up for a good life. Yes. and, And it's like. Okay, that I guess my best bet then is to to, to honor you is to live a good live life. Live a good life. Oh, well, totally. And then you're like, oh shit. Well, thank you, Dad. You kind of did set me up for a good Totally. Yeah. If all, Which is if, why even to your point of like, if you wish your dad could maybe see some things, it's like he really is a part of all the things. Like, like even the fact that, yeah, our parents did put us in college and and did set us up for a good life. And so if we're living a good life, then they're they are in that. Yeah, so they, it they is, achieved a goal of theirs yeah. in addition to you living a solid life, which is yeah, always a totally. positive. Yeah, totally. Totally. You know, it's fucking it's it's wild. And like now let's get into something dark. Are you like how how like yeah, now let's do something dark. Enough. Not- <laughs> now, yeah, okay. We talked about cutting chunks out of the brain, and that's still not working. Now let's get to the dark stuff. <laughs> Thank ha- ha- God. Has your has your like I- opinion or idea of death changed since this? Like, because it's like it's like as, and I'm sure people listening to this are like, bro, yeah, I had a little brother pass away. Like, everyone has been touched by a, a certain, but like, ha- d- did it change your opinion of death or? Like I, I, for example, I insist my will will say that my shit has to be a celebration. And if it's, if people are like, it cannot be, it can, it has to be fun. It has people to be a party. Weeping and, and having yeah. champagne. He said we were supposed to have. Uh, we, pri- we promised. We uh, promised. There's, yeah, people. Yeah. I just like cannot bear with the fact that a bunch of people are going to be miserable on my behalf. Like that doesn't appeal to me at sure. all. And like that's, I'm such a concerned with other people having a good time that I am like, my death cannot be miserable You're for other people. You're worried about me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. no, 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 no. Don't, 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 don't be sad about it's me. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Relax. Don't worry about me. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, that's going to be me in the coffin. I'm just going to be posed like this going, it's okay. It's okay. Have fun. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I, I, like, that's the, that's one of my big takeaways from it is like, cause like, I, I knew my, I was 30 when 29, when my dad died, I knew him. Well, I knew what he thought he was. I knew what he really was. I knew what Mm -hmm. I thought he was. I knew what my mom thought he was. Like I had a good idea of him and I would have picked something completely different for his end of life stuff. But my mom is like a a crazy Catholic. So she just, she plays her rules and like that. And that's fair. Like that's the, she's married to him. She's in charge. But at the same time, like, I just want to make sure, and like my wife is not crazy religious, so I'm not worried about that. But I want to make sure that I'm represented in death as well in, as in. Well, life. it's true. Death doesn't seem to be as like customized as like birthday. It's like there is something that does feel very generic about no matter what type of personality you have or had, your funeral and wake are generally kind of the same. Yeah. But I think that that might be at the service of the people grieving i think it might be less of it's more like there's like there's this song in the greek church that they play when someone dies 
And it's almost like when you hear, when I hear that song, I cry. Cause it's like, I know, like my body recognizes even like when that song's playing, someone has passed away. That's like amazing, think, amazing grace for Catholics. Like, there you, you go. Hear that. Yeah. Yeah. When you and hear I that shit, it, you're like, Ooh, oh. yeah. <laughs> first heard it at my friend, Jimmy, his dad, he was the first kid I knew whose dad died. We were like 12 and, uh, they played it at Jimmy's dad's funeral and it mm. fucked me up. And then when they played it at my dad's fucked right. me up too. Yeah. And I think it's almost like important that it fucks people up. Cause then if you don't deal with that, if it is just fun. So this is why I will be at your fucking funeral with the boom box blasting amazing grace, whether you like it or not, I'm going to make them cry. <laughs> Stand let- it, like fucking say anything with it over <laughs> yes, your head yes. blasting. But it did change my, I mean, I, I think it changed my, uh, uh, well, this is kind of dark, but I would say it certainly made me feel like, Maybe I just thought that death was always going to be like everyone was going to be ready for death and like that. it was, And my dad wasn't ready. He didn't want it. He was scared and he didn't want death. And I think that fucked me up. I'm like, ooh, that's scary. You could because you could not be ready for death. You could not want it and it could still come knock on your door and take you. And that that fucked me up a little. Yeah. Well, there's something about that, too, about uh, your dad passing away that more than just him, you're like, oh, this could happen. Like that's just the closest to you. And then you're like, oh, this could happen to anyone. Oh my God. And then also like my mom's mom died when she was young and I barely remember her. And I'm like, now I know what, like, oh fuck. Now like, and then like, like when we meet and we both say that and we like, I have a bond with you where I'm just totally. like, uh, it's like oh, there's something okay. we get about each other. The dead totally. dad's club is like a real thing. Totally. Oh, uh, and I, so what, my when my dad uh, died, I was shooting a MTV game show, so they stopped down production for like uh, two weeks while I de- like dealt with like what well, like he was dying, so we knew it was. Com- but then it happened. I was like, okay, I gotta take time off, and it was Union New York stagehands that were shooting it and shit like that because I was shooting it in a studio in New York. And when I came back, they had like made me like the stagehands have been like, your father was good to me. I made, we uh, drop a, we brought a tray of chicken parm to like, they brought like the most Italian shit you can to like my work. And they were just not even ever worked with my dad. They just knew him as a union rep. And I was just like, in that moment, I'm like, I'm back to work in a TV studio, a place where my dad worked, these guys. And I'm like, and I'm just like, fuck, but this is, and the reason I'm bringing all this up is because one of the women who was presenting the chick the tray of chicken arm to me was like dead dad's club easy club to get into sucks to go to the meetings and it was just like a very funny poignant and i was like i had never heard dead dad's club before that obviously that's something a lot of people now say and stuff but that was my first dealing and when she just said like it's very easy to join and sucks to be a member and it just like unloaded on me and and then like i felt a bond with this woman who's dead and now every and then like every person me and my uh, my bachelor party was six people five of them two because two of them were my brothers five of the six dudes had dead dads yeah because it makes sense because yeah it's just like oh yeah you're drawn to those people because you're like oh we have we are we have a very similar thing that we've been through and that we look at life in a very similar way right Yeah. yeah or like like we get each other whatever it is whatever it is about each other we get that other we think which i'm sure it's like my mom's hang out with moms because right, like, we right. get we get each other we get what it's like to have these toddlers like comedians hang out with comedians, comedians. So, 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you get like each other's language. And why comedians who dads have died have do podcast have, episodes. Do podcasts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, but it is it is a nice thing too, because you're like, it's such an isolating experience. And then you're like, it's so funny. Like the fact that you have that hat in your basement is so crazy. That's like, because that, I would think, oh, I'm the only person in the world who has a, a, a radiation cap molded to my dad's head seven years later in the basement. It's like, no, you got one too. We could, we could, yeah. 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 You think like maybe only even oncologists know about this fucking right. weird helmet thing. Instead, it's like, no, that a person you met doing comedy has been through it and has the same weird <laughs> thing in their parents. <laughs> horrifying. Yeah. Horrifying. Um, Alyssa, Thank you so much for coming on High and Mighty and talking to me. I'm so happy that we're friends now. And Same. I'm so happy I got to watch your special on Peacock Thank called you. No Bad Days. Tell these fucking mouth-breathing freaks that listen to my podcast a little bit about where they can find you and watch your shit. Yes, come watch No Bad Days. It's about a lot of the things we talked about, but it's about losing my dad on Peacock. It's an hour stand-up slash sort of variety storytelling show. Um, and then, yeah, I'm on Flatbush Misdemeanors. It just wrapped its season two, but you got to watch it on Showtime. You can binge the whole season season now. And you can find me at Alyssa Limp on everything cross-platform. Yeah. How do you like that? I'm pretty sure if you're listening to this podcast, you're familiar with Alyssa Limp on Twitter or, uh, you know, Northeast Mom. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure. I'm I sure. bet our audience is overlapped. Yeah, I'm sure I bet there's we have a, a real. <laughs> sure, there's a bunch of fucking people in Connecticut who hate us both for different reasons. <laughs> uh, fucking Mass, fucking Long Island, these fucks. Uh, but uh, Alyssa, again, thank you so much. Check out her special and let's all watch Flatbush Misdemeanors together. <laughs> Sounds great. I'm at Gabrus on all social media. My podcast, Action Boys and the Movie Buff. And also, check out 101 Places to Party Before You Die. I believe this episode is coming out this week. So there will be a new episode tonight. Uh, 11 p.m. True TV. And hopefully, True TV still exists. They do as of this recording. Bye, shitheads. Hey, now that the episode is over, time to get a little serious. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Whack. Abortion is a basic health care need for millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. So you can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's the number four. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, 
PlanCPills.org provide an early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. I encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. I think what this all fundamentally comes down to is let's just mind our own fucking business, okay? If somebody wants to do something to their body, uh, let them. <laughs> That's it. It's their body. We don't get to choose that for them. That's called freedom, remember? Okay. This has been John Gabris, host of High and Mighty, saying thanks for listening to the episode. And come on, speak up, take care, and spread the word. Love you, shitheads. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>